with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. New England's Ryan Helsink with me is not Anne. No, no, no. She's uh, has the day off. Anyways, joining me is my co-host from the international uh, edition, Mr. Steve Parsons. Good evening. Morning, actually. And also one of my favorite uh, psychic mediums, Leslie Martin. Hello, everyone. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm I'm in a quandary because I'm trying to figure out what's going on with all this paranormal investigating. Uh, you know, this this ghosts and this haunted items and this spirits and this and this haunted places and and I'm confused. I I really don't know what what that means in a lot of instances. Uh, so I thought I'd have a discussion on it from. Uh, you know, several points of view. You're a medium. Steve, of course, is a paranormal scientist, and I'm just a guy. And uh, I thought we'd go into it. So, first of all, what is a, a haunt, a haunting? So, according to the, this big ass dictionary I have, uh, which is gold on the uh, pages, excellent, uh, it's a haunted to haunt it means a. Uh, I love this. Ghosts and spirits pay frequent visits to or continuously present uh, in. So that's what this dictionary says. So, I mean, what is what is your thoughts on that? Is that a haunt? Is this pointed toward me? Yes, anyone. Okay. Well, um, I believe that spirits are around all the time, and um, I, I live with spirits in my home. Um, we coexist peacefully. Um, I don't consider my house haunted um, just because other beings dwell here, because they were here before me, so we share the space. Um, and I believe like a haunting is when you're being bothered by it. I think that's you know when you're being taunted or such, you know? Okay. Steve, that's, what, what, that's, Go ahead. That's my take on it. Yeah. So, Steve, what's your thoughts on, on a haunt? What is a haunted house? Well, a, ha- well, a haunted house doesn't re- doesn't necessarily mean ghosts, um, or or in fact, has got no correlation with the paranormal whatsoever. Um, okay. Because because, for example, um, it's often said that um, you, you go to a favourite place, a park bench, or a and that becomes your haunt. Haunt literally means something where you go um, repetitively, recurrently, 
Um, and in the case of a haunting or a, a haunt phenomena, it will it would refer to a place, a location where recurrent events take place, phenomena takes place. So the word actually just simply means it's a place where um, things happen uh, repeatedly, often. You know, what's interesting is, is you looked at that a different point of view totally. And like I said, this is a, the Webster Encyclopedia Dictionary of the English Language. The number one, that was the number one uh, definition for a haunt, which is a verb, according to this. Uh, spirits or hosts pay frequent visits to or continuously present to. Now, it says ghosts, spirits, etc. So... I can yeah. see your point of view as, as, no, I mean, as a I mean, person. Yeah, I mean, in, yeah. common, in common parlance, of yeah. course, when you say a haunted place, you know, people will automatically, uh, because it, it is the most common usage of the word, but it actually refers to any place where events or experiences, you know, um, are repetitively, recurrently take place. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was his favorite haunt, right. his favorite fishing haunt, his favorite camping haunt. Or his words haunted me. Exactly, because they they crop up recurrently in your thoughts. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, it, people always associate haunting with you know, apparition type ghosts. But, right. you know, there are lots of ways to experience phenomena. But um, some, you know, we have common use and we have definition use. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back to Leslie for a minute, and this goes. If we're going to go on the paranormal use as a a, a location that is haunted by ghosts or spirits, and so I guess the the question is to Leslie: What's the difference between a ghost and spirit? Hmm. Well, it depends on who you ask. I mean, people have definitions for that. I'm asking you. That's what I'm right. asking. <laughs> My definition is a spirit is someone who will interact with you, and a ghost is just a shadow of something that once was. So those are my definitions. Mm-hmm. Now, I use the words ghost and spirit interchangeable, so to me, they're, they're both the same. They just mean some type of um, uh, paranormal phenomena uh, in, in dealing with a uh, living, uh, of a past living creature or uh, person, uh, I guess, creature, person, I don't know, entity, I guess. Steve, mm-hmm. you got a definition for the go- difference between ghosts or spirits? Well, there actually is a co- quite a clear definition, um, and that is the definition. Um, if you go to a dictionary and you type in um, spirit, mm-hmm. you get a definition, which is generally universally agreed upon. Um, if you, what, what the problem with ghosts is, we don't have an accurate definition. There are, there are several different dictionary ver- versions of trying to describe a ghost, and that's the problem. We can't define it because we don't know what it is. But we all, uh, there are definitions of spirit. Um, there are several definitions of spirit, but there are no accurate definitions of ghosts because there are problems with all of the definitions. Yes, but 
there are accepted definitions. In other words, usually when you look into a dictionary, it'll have uh, three or four uh, definitions to the same particular word. Have you got the Oxford Dictionary? Of I haven't. I'm just turning to it now because that you you got me right on the. Because that 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 I, if you read their definition, there actually is a problem with the definition of ghost. So this um, is not the Oxford. This is the Webster Encyclopedia Dictionary, which well, is by, Oxford, but, by the yeah, way is is roughly. Uh, let me see. I don't know. It's it's just curious. My own edification here. Uh, let me see what that is. Well, while you're looking at that, the Oxford over one. over a thousand pages long, uh, okay. eleven hundred pages long. All right, so ghost, anyways, according to this dictionary, it, why do you have did your well, definition? the Oxford one basically says it is the uh, the appearance of someone who has been uh, a person who is who is deceased. Now, of course, there are ghosts of people who are alive. There are ghosts of buses and aeroplanes. So they so the definition falls flat straight away because the definition specifically mentions and only mentions people. Right. And well, my is... my definition does not. It's just a it's, a it's 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 a mirror of something that happened in the past. It's it's not particularly a person where a spirit is a person. A ghost is just a memory or a flash of the number one that thing for, number one thing for ghost is a specter of a person uh, pairing after their death, an apparition, and of course, you know, you could you could easily um, stick a stick a pin through that one because of the number of apparitions that appear that are uh, of material objects, ghostly buildings, ghostly vehicles, ghostly aeroplanes. So the definition has a problem. Um, well, not not if we if you consider that only the uh, parents of humans is a ghost, I, I guess, according to this. Where if you what see you, a building, if you see a building, perhaps that is a apparition. No, well, actually, science gets around it by referring to anything you can see as an apparition. Okay. Now, that could be a bus, ghost, the Blessed Virgin Mary, or anything. <laughs> because apparition refers to an appearance of something. Which makes sense. So... Ghost is, is it's too broad. Uh, we don't actually have an accurate definition. Apparition we do, spirit we do. And Leslie was bang on with what she described as spirit as. Uh, because there is a close association with an, a, a, a non, an element that is human or within us or, you know, animals have spirits too. But it's connected to uh, a life force in effect. Whereas it, ghost, we're just, you know, the dictionaries are floundering and that's one of the problems. We can't define what a ghost is. So I, I switched right to spirit now in number one definition. The intelligent or immaterial part of a man as distinguished from the body. So uh, we, have spirit, we have spirit cats though, don't we? The it, Yeah. The, so... They're using it as a uh, yeah. yeah the yeah. the animated. Do you have a spirit cat or do you have a ghost cat? <laughs> it, I, I, it depends I, if you interact with them or not. <laughs> that would, as it says in Father Ted, that would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> Father Ted, love him. <laughs> God, God bless his soul. So I mean, that's that's the problem we deal with when uh, we deal yeah. with. 
the paranormal. And what if, and I'm just throwing this out there, what if uh, a ghost, a spirit, is the basically the consciousness of what we are? In other words, once our bodies die, our consciousness goes out. So what is appearing now is our consciousness, not a, uh, a manifestation just, of our body. You've just described a spirit. Did we? Mm -hmm. So no, you that's just, it. That is that is a spirit. It's it's not the manifestation. It's the essence of a person. It's the what makes them them. The so we deal with these paranormal shows and we deal with these paranormal investigators and and people go out in the dark and and want to be scared by what our consciousness maybe. Is that what we're scared of? Life after death? Are we scared of it or are we seeking the thrill? Because how many people go to movies to see scary films and enjoy being scared? Oh, yeah. An equal, an equal number of people go ghost hunting because they, they love being jump scared. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's about... I, I mean, people have come up to me at the end of an investigation and said, I had so much fun. Uh, tonight, I was so scared I wet myself. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. They judged the success of the event on, you know, how wet their trousers are. And, and yet, uh, you know, I, I found it interesting too that we, we, last time you were here, Steve, we did that one at the uh, um, White House, uh, Leslie, and, and you, and, mm -hmm. and the, the, the shell of me. <laughs> were there and uh the interesting fact there was people there through that actually found solace in the, that the spirit one of the spirits that uh leslie contacted was uh a child of theirs and uh that came out of nowhere but yet that's what they were grateful for this thing uh people go to these mediums, they go to psychics, they go to tarot readers because they want to contact specific people. Uh, you know, when we used to hold the red light seances for the public, we had many people that came in that wanted to contact specific people. So if you go on some of these events, I think you're going for a variation of reading uh, reasons, excuse me, uh, not just being scared, but uh, also for trying to connect to someone who has passed in your life as well. At least that's what I, I think is sometimes I don't, you may have a different uh, attitude over there in the UK. I'm not sure, but I, Leslie, you found that true too, right? Yeah, people are always, you know, <laughs> people are very egocentric, and it's, I don't mean that in a bad way, but they're always looking for what they want. They want to, you know, to satisfy what their goals and motives are. Um, so when it does come through, that's great, but that's not what we do on public investigations, although it does happen quite often, um, because you just, I, I receive what comes in, and it, you know, that it is what it is, but um, yeah. So that does happen a, a lot, actually. Um, 
But that's not what we're there. That's not our motivation. Our motivation is to contact the spirits that are supposed Right, but we're not talking about places. us. We're talking about why people go to these. Right, right. So yeah. I think it's a it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, I think they want to go for the thrill, but they also are secretly hoping that they get a message from a loved one on the other side. Mm-hmm. Steve, is that like that in the UK, or is it that just predominantly? No, it's very it's very like that in the UK. But you did the, there are there are no differences. Um, but the audience is different. If you if, for example, you're doing an investigation for the public and it's promoted as equipment orientated that they get the chance to be hands on with ghost kit and that they will be shown how to use the different pods and devices mm-hmm. and SLS cameras. You will get a slightly different audience than if you promote the same investigation of the set or an investigation of the same location that is led by a prominent psychical medium, because then you do get the element, as Leslie said, of the egocentric um, where they want, they come along hoping, you know, when Derek used to do uh, public ghost hunting um, and when, whenever there is a medium there, there is this anticipation and hope that perhaps, you know, they will get a message whilst there. And um, so there is there the, the, those variations. But, you know, if you have uh, the p- people in North America are broadly the same as they are in the United Kingdom. Okay. The, you know, the, if you do like a power, if you, you, uh, you know, like we do our, uh, our, our various, uh, events and stuff and we, we call it an investigate Portsmouth Tower Lighthouse like we did. Now we don't specifically say, oh, this is equipment orientated. This is not. We have equipment there. Uh you know, we had a medium there. So I think people come for their own particular reasons as well, you know, because you're so noted for your, your books because you've written several books on paranormal investigating and, and use of equipment and stuff that people go to see you for that. And then there, there was going to be a medium there. Then they go for like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to investigate. But you know, they want more out of it than just an investigation of a place. They're hoping to connect yeah. with someone as well. You you also find that you get the the curveball uh, reason for being there as well. And we had that at the lighthouse, if you remember. Oh, the curveball. Um, well, this is where they're not actually there. They're not interested in the investigation at all. Um, oh yeah, that's we, right. We that actually had that. And we, you do see that from time to time where, well, I've always wondered what's, you know, what the place is like. And this was a perfect opportunity uh, for me to come and have a look round. Yeah. And we, uh, you, know, you do encounter those as well. And we did at the lighthouse that night. Yeah. And we have people that say, oh, I've always wanted the beers place at night. And it's like, okay, there, there yeah. you go. So uh, there are, you know, there are um, other reasons as well that mm-hmm. we, that you do encounter, but you know, I, I call them curveballs because you, you know you generally don't expect them, but they do no. from time to time pop up. Absolutely. And uh, you know, we talked about haunting when we started the show. And uh, are we doing time wise? Okay, we're doing okay. So a place is haunted, and you ask a well, you ask a person why is it haunted, and of course uh, there are lists of things that uh, make a place haunted, according to uh, various paranormal investigators. 
And I'm going to just go quickly down the list and, and then we can, or do you want to go by one by one? Uh, well, I think you can sum it up really quickly, actually, because for a building to be haunted mm -hmm. or a, a place, a site, a location to be haunted, it is simply a location where recurrent, ostensibly paranormal phenomena are reported. Mm -hmm. And that's that's it. There is no such thing as an allegedly. I mean, it's very fashionable. You hear it. Uh, a lot of the skeptics. Oh, yeah. Uh, they uh, they like to prefix uh, haunted by saying um, allegedly, reputedly haunted. No, the the minute you know when people start reporting phenomena, it is by definition haunted because the word actually means that you have recurrent um, reports of ostensibly paranormal phenomena. Fair enough. And and we know that, um, and we talked a little bit about the, this on the international show, that there is a psychological or uh, physiological aspect to the haunting as well that, that creates hauntings, correct? In other words, a person's mindset. Uh, there are also certain environmental conditions that, that could give the appearance of a haunting. Am I wrong with that or is... Steve? Well, well, no, you're not wrong um, in so much as there are many factors involved in why a building becomes haunted. Um, and it, it, uh, folklore, mythology, storytelling, um, its appearance, it looks haunted. Therefore, you know, many of the time I've walked into a castle or walked, driven past a castle and gone, if that building doesn't have a ghost, it should do. Mm-hmm. Just based on its appearance, you know, it's got the desolate windows and it's got the ivy growing up the walls and the, the tumble down um, exterior. And it just fulfills all of the stereotypical archetypes of a haunted building. Right. And we've talked about this in the past. You know, we, we, once I'm looking at this list of uh, uh, signs that a building might be haunted and number one, is cold spots and uh that's an interesting topic in itself uh that because we've discussed that uh temperature plays a role in, in many reports of the paranormal throughout the centuries uh but unfortunately uh a cold spot is not always a cold spot am, am i correct on that steve well um, if we just take cold spots, then I'm sitting here with a hoodie and the hood's up because the heating's <laughs> off. And it, where I'm actually sat is between, you know, the doors, that are, one of the doors is partially open, there's a through current of air. I'm in a cold spot. So, you know, yeah, temperature has a... Temperature is inexorably linked with people's belief in the paranormal. Because the you know you see the breath immediately in the movies immediately before the ghost appears, or I suddenly felt icy cold and the spectre and you you know you read it in the gothic horror novels. So we associate, um, and we do you know in the research you do see a lot of reports of people reporting um, sudden temperature changes. In reality, it's actually quite a rare phenomena, but it's a real phenomena. Exactly, and and. 
if you look at it, it you know, uh, on, on many of those reports, they'll say, you know, uh, it turned icy cold. And that what I guess it's what I'm saying is it's kind of a, a subjective, subjective, uh, subjective. Well, it is if you're not measuring it because yeah, exactly um, that's that's the point. I, was it, I mean, at. you get you get wonderful descriptions, uh, and there are um, paranormal anthropologists and sociologists who study language, and you get reports of the room was went suddenly icy cold. It was like walking into a freezer. Well, I don't know many people have actually walked into a freezer, but what they're they're not saying it figuratively like it was when they walked into a freezer. What they're trying to convey to the um, audience, the listener, is the scale of the the experience that they had. Right. I mean, physiologically, we are rubbish at measuring temperature. Um, that, that's our, our bodies. Thing. You know, um, yeah. there's, a, there's a neat little experiment which which proves it, which almost everybody does. If you jump under a very hot shower or mm-hmm. into a hot bath, you shiver um, <laughs> because your cold receptors are slightly higher in the skin than the anyway. There's a very good reason for it. Um, and, and also, also and people like say if, the right. temperature dropped. You know, it was a huge temperature drop. And if you measure it, it was actually a temperature drop of less than half a degree. OK, we, we are coming up to the break. Steve, are you hanging around or are you leaving on us? I think uh, I think it's time for me to go. OK, go back in that warm bed. Never mind. I've, hogged the show. I've hogged the show anyway. Let's hear from Leslie. She's far nicer. <laughs> and now, she, you has know, some, uh, she has some fantastic T-shirts. Mm. Isn't so that Steve, the best T-shirt you've ever seen? <laughs> I was slightly, I was slightly dis- disturbed to see myself peeping out from inside your. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. It's my favorite tea now because I have Anyways, my little friend peeking out. <laughs> we are coming to the break. I, I know my my aunt makes a, a great dust rag, so I, I love my uh, Steve Posse shirt. But anyways, uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Our special guest today has been Steve Posson for the first half. As we've been talking about ghosts and hauntings, and we're brought to you by Circles ghosts? of Wisdom. I thought you said goats. Oh yeah, I'm on yep. the wrong show. We'll be right back after the following messages. a paranormal event book or something else you want people to know about then why not advertise it on ghost chronicles radio with over 150,000 downloads a month get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject we have a plan at a cost that fits your needs for more information contact ron kolick at any ghost project at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678 hello Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. 
two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. back you're listening to ghost chronicles next generation with myself ron kolik and my special co-host today leslie martin that's hey, me yeah hey so we've been talking about uh ghosts and hauntings and trying to figure out uh, really some of the definition of what what they really are and the the problem with it uh in in much of uh paranormal investigating is that most of the experience is so subjugated to by the person uh own beliefs uh so there are actually two aspects of uh, a haunting or a paranormal experience and that is the environmental factors of course and the psychological factors of it and mm -hmm. do you are you i'm curious if you would be affected to that you being a medium uh you are there places that you've gone that you have not felt ghosts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, I can turn it on and turn it off. Um, I was in New Orleans with Jay and Clanet, Jay and Clanet, <laughs> with uh, Clay and Janet and uh, Jim, and um, we were walking all around a very haunted city, and and I just turned it off, so I wasn't a you know paying attention to that part of me. Um, so, but when I'm going into a haunted location, I turn everything on. Um, and I don't think that I'm really affected by the looks of things because I'm more about the feelings of the things. Like um, if you notice when we're on um, location, I'm always looking down. I'm not really looking around. I'm, I'm not trying to look at for clues. I'm because I'm so in my head, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just intriguing. Because, well, you haven't been in a place where people have, well, yeah, I guess we have. Now, I mean, you and I, it's part of the uh, the study that we're doing on the red light science uh, for 11 years now. Uh, there are times when uh, we'll pick up on a spirit or something, uh, it's, and you won't connect with that spirit. Uh, mm -hmm. you won't, you, yeah, you won't notice there or anything. You just, there's not a connection. So I, I guess in a way that, uh, hmm, that's interesting. So in a way, wh why, why wouldn't you pick up on it? I guess that's what I'm going to answer that with a question. Well, I can't, I can't control what I get. I can't, con I can't make things come to me. And sometimes spirit goes the path of the easiest route, and maybe I'm not it. Um, so they go elsewhere. Um, 
but yeah, sometimes we have instances where the table's moving and I'm like, I don't have anything. I don't know what's going on. You're just going to have to ask questions. And so I can connect, but sometimes I don't, um, it's, it's it doesn't happen too, too often, but it does yeah, happen. No. Yeah. And I mean, there, and there were other times uh, that we become linked where we actually pick up on the same, um, entity. And we both see the same things, which is really right. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like no. it when that happens. We're like, like the wonder twins. I <laughs> uh, can't use that one. Oh no, because that's Laura, isn't it? Laura? Yeah, that's right. She's the wonder yeah. twin. We'll, we'll figure one out. She, don't you she coined, she coined that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, anyway. Anyway. Are you still there? Ron, I've lost you. Oh, crap. What happened? Yeah, what the hell happened? Yeah. Okay. This is bizarre. Oh my goodness, what happened? <laughs> Paranormal. They don't like talking about this stuff. <laughs> what the heck happened? <laughs> anyway, we are back. Sorry about that, folks. But anyways, on this list of the signs of different haunted things, there's one that I want to talk to you about because this is something that I know you're very familiar with. Uh, or should be, should be familiar with. And that is strange behavior in pets. Do pets, do pets uh, sense spirits? I have so many people come up to me and say, my cat's staring in the corner, and I don't know what my cat's staring at. There's nothing there. Could you come over to my house and tell me what my cat's looking at? Um, <laughs> all the time. Oh, my dog is barking at the wall. Can you come over and tell me what my dog's looking Yeah, but I want to know about your dogs. My dogs? Yes, um, you well, live in. Wait a minute, you you told us in the very beginning of the show that you lived in a haunted house, that you have spirits in your house, and yes. and you have dogs. Yes, <laughs> big dogs. <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, about a year ago, I don't know, it was longer than that. Well, my dogs were on my bed with me, and um, they both looked up, like we were all laying in bed. My my two dogs and me. We have a king size bed. We have Newfoundlands, so they take up the whole room. But anyway, so. They both, they both like were sleeping and they look up and then this door slams in my house. So <laughs> I'm very aware of what's going on. Um, uh, things like that do happen. They um, don't happen a lot in my house, but um, things do happen, like lights come on and whatever. But geriatric now, right? So they're downstairs and most of the stuff that happens is upstairs and because it's quiet up here. I, I okay. swear that's you know, um, spirit goes to where um, they're comfortable. And if you're in their way, they'll, they'll move elsewhere in the house. So um, we do have a lot of activity upstairs in our, in our home. Is um, it but because spirit doesn't want to uh, bother you in, in some instances? So, you know, they're downstairs, so I'm not going to go down there. Uh, well, you know, we have, we have like a, an agreement because I know they're there and they know I'm here, but we keep each other, you know, and we, we respect each other's space. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I believe that happens. Yeah, I believe that they, they know, okay, they're downstairs. We're going to stay up here, you know. Um, and uh, a lot of times we'll go into um, a client's house and we go up into the attic because they're hearing stuff up in the attic. And um, it's because of the same reason. They go where, you know, they don't want to be bothered with my life that Aww. I'm living down here, you know. Um, they want to be in the room space. But... Aww, there could be. But actually critters in the attic true that's true yeah and then the walls by the way yeah they do mice yeah. like to go through the walls and chew up the, everything. Uh, the you know the the dogs dogs and cats have different uh super qualities i guess the, what, what they call super uh what it, superman has special what Spidey sense is always yeah yeah they have special special spidey senses whatever they they each have their own little things dogs and and cats each have their own uh, specialties and it's intriguing uh, you know a a cat might be looking at a uh, up at the ceiling because there may be mice in the attic right. or there may be right. mice in the wall uh, mm -hmm. same with the dogs the dogs. Uh, and the other thing I, I'm curious too is because, like, like I said, you have dogs in your house, and, and your house is haunted. Is there a point where maybe perhaps the dogs are used to these other people in their house? They're... Quite possible. Um, yeah. Um, we, none of us pay much attention to it, <laughs> to be honest, mm -hmm. um, because it's just it's just the normal thing, you know. Um, I'll be downstairs in my kitchen and I'll hear someone like um, heel strikes on the floor, like walking across the uh, my mom's apartment. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the dogs don't pay any attention to it. Um, yeah, it's just normal noises of the house. Right. I mean, that's the interesting thing about the paranormal investigator is, is we like to go in and we like to use these little communication devices, but we don't spend a lot of time measuring the environment or taking environmental readings. Like for instance, uh, another sign of a haunting is the feeling of being touched. And that can be produced uh, naturally through uh, low humidity in the house, for instance, uh, through static electricity, of course, through, um, uh, through high EMF, uh, although there is some debate over that. Uh, how, how high it would have to be. Um, also, even uh, infrasound under Steve's specialty. Uh, so mm -hmm. if, if I think the psychological fact that if you think a house is haunted and you have certain environmental factors that are occurring, then it's easy for you to uh, jump to the conclusion that there's a ghost or it's haunted there. Uh, you know, like we, we just had that uh, breakup on the... Uh, uh, radio here, and I, we lost each other, and whatever. You know, it was easy to say, "Oh, it must be paranormal," and we kind of laugh at it. But you know, in a lot of cases, that same type of thing will happen in a location, and the lights flicker. For instance, I, I remember I used to have a, a woman on my team that the lights would flicker with me in a haunted house, and it was like a haunted house, a, a haunted location, and um, they would say, "Oh, look, there's a ghost," and it's like. No, I don't think so. I think the heat just <laughs> went on. You know, it, it's it's certain environmental factors, but the psychological effect of being in a haunted location makes you jump to those conclusions. I agree. I, agree. I mean, you are lucky because you you have that 
sixth sense, that spidey sense that you can sense spirit, you can, you know, spirits there, uh, you know, can we prove it? That's another story, but um, you, you certainly believe that you have the sense that you can, uh, and I'm not doing this in any derogatory. <laughs> Someone's got to believe it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, but that's what I mean. So, I mean, we we talked about you know like earlier on the show with Steve that what what is a ghost what is a spirit and and if we're the consciousness and spirits I mean they got to be everywhere right uh, so I mean it's it should be able to pick up on them uh, but pick up on them how I mean uh, how is it a spirit measured how you know oh it's energy well what, what kind of energy is it, is it? Uh, so you know wh- what are we measuring uh, you know. We, we take a K2 meter, we talk to it with a K2 meter and it blinks and thing. It's like, okay, the spirit did that. Well, we, we don't know that. I mean, we, we just like to jump at that conclusion and we're trying to talk to a spirit and it blinks and therefore the spirit did. I mean, we, mm-hmm. the, the most notorious one is the flashlight. We, yeah, the flashlight. Lose, yeah, the loose of the flashlight up. And and you you talk to the spirit. And, and if you listen to those conversations, they'll ask the question over and over again. And then the light will go on and say, see, look at it. He gave us an answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. But the, this, the, the way that flashlight works is, is of course, that it's it's just merely touching the connection. And then eventually the ion's built up. It makes the connection. And, and that's when it flashes. But um, it's it's so easy for us to jump to conclusions if we're looking for something in particular right and and people are going to believe what they want to believe and if Mm -hmm. they believe that they're talking to someone through a flashlight you know that is their truth you know um when in actuality it might not be the case so yeah i mean it's hard it's hard you know (laughs) The problem is we don't do enough. St- I mean, I, I I got in a big discussion with Steve on the, on the first show about saying how I like to go into an, to investigate places that absolutely have no reports of hauntings or anything else. I have no reports or we just go in and take measures and stuff on it. And he, he thinks that's totally flawed, but uh, I disagree with him on that. I, I think. Well, if you're uh, going into a fresh place, then you have no expectation. So you have nothing to. You're, you're, like, assuming oh, it isn't, you're assuming it isn't haunted, right? And like um, you don't have the uh, oh that it's haunted by a nun, and then you go in there, oh there's a nun, and did you hear the nun? You know, you don't have any of that. You just go in and and you look and feel and and see if you can get anything. Um, Are you so gather we, gather gather? Uh, well, I'm speaking from you know my yeah. my yeah yeah perspective. Point of view. yeah yeah. Right, because you know meters mean nothing to me. <laughs> Walk around with a meter and don't even look at it. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So I um so it there may be scientifically there may be flaws to it, but um, it's interesting and it's intriguing what we come up with when we I do. I think so. Uh, you know, so. We've done this. Uh, you know, we've done this a few times, uh, and uh, most recently when was in, uh, I'm not going to say where, but in um, Groveland. And we went into a location that has no reports at all. And and yet you were able to pick up on a a lot of information that you had absolutely no privy to. uh, And 
so to me, that's the intriguing part of it. That's, that's what I enjoy about doing that type of investigation is where you're going in and you're picking up information, you're, you're collecting it. And then after the fact, you compare that information. Is this valid? Is this name have anything to do with this place? Does this event have anything to do with this place? And, uh, you know, it's surprising on that particular instance, it was uh, spot on, 100% spot on, which was awesome, by the way. Very lucky. <laughs> no such thing as lucky. You make your own luck. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, I enjoyed going on the walking tour. We did a walking tour of uh, a town in Massachusetts, and we just stopped in front of houses and, you know, um, no expectation, you know, just things that, you know, come to your head. And that was a successful trip as well. Um, but um, although scientifically it may be flawed, I'm, I think that we have um, come up with some valid truths um, without having any you know, prior knowledge or or expectations. So mm-hmm. I think there's something to it. Yeah, I do too. But Steve doesn't. That's all it matters. Whatever. Because <laughs> he's never, never wrong. That's okay. I'll just zip up my hoodie so I can't see his face. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, we are, um, oh, I do want to, I do want to mention before uh, I go anywhere, is Spirit Quest dates have been announced this year. And that is uh october 29th 30th and october 1st that will be at bz uh, memorial state september 28th and 29th yep september 28th 29th october 1st there you go there you go and uh why what do they say october (laughs) i don't that's what you heard uh okay i'm never wrong (laughs) all right I keep forgetting that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, it's going to be a, a, another great one. Uh, I look forward to it. And we are going to actually announce the name of it. Uh, it is called Spirit Quest 2023 Beyond the Veil. And it'll be a series Ooh. of workshops and events. So uh, stay tuned. Go to the NEGhostProject.com website and uh, keep an eye on it because it's not up right now. But uh, so you heard it first here. Uh, Spirit Quest 2023 Beyond the Veil. So there you go. I'm excited. Lots of lots of workshops, hands-on stuff, uh, events. It's going to be cool as usual. Uh, we have people look forward to that every year, which is exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a good time. It is. It is a good time. It's like like a reunion. We often say it, it's not a paracorn. So if that's what you think it is, then don't go. Uh, it is what we I like to call a paranormal retreat, and that is just go to study uh, the paranormal with uh, like-minded people, basically. So really fun kids, yay! <laughs> yeah, that too. So we're a good, another, we're a good bunch. Another uh, uh, sign of a haunting, of course, is disappearing objects. That's an object that you know you put your keys down and you go to get them, and you can't find them. Uh, and then they show up somewhere else, or sometimes they show up just where they were. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, um, I have had firsthand experience with this with my friend uh, who lives up the street from me. Mm-hmm. And um, she went home from school one day and her doorknob to her bedroom was missing. <laughs> Ouch. Gone. It's not like you, she was forgetful and misplaced it. It was gone. Um, so... 
And it's inside the house too, right? Right. And the house was locked all day. And mm. she, she was the first one home because her, her brothers were in the schools that got out before high school. And she went home and her turnout was gone. She couldn't get in. <laughs> yep. Um, so, you know, people, people misplace things and they're like, I know I put it there. I know I put it there, but you know what? I know I put my keys on the, on the table and I haven't, they're in my pocket. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there are valid instances where that is a sign of a haunting, but there's also forgetful minds and, you know, and yeah. you you have 2 million things going on in your brain at one time and you just don't realize what you're doing when you're doing it. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we I've, go ahead. I was gonna. I've lost things, but you know, there are other people in the house, so, mm-hmm. like grandchildren. They could come along and say, "Ooh, shiny object," and you know, take it um, right. and move it. Um, so there are other explanations for it, but there are also valid haunting, um, disappearing things. So. And, and the other, the other thing too is, is we are creatures of habit. So if we're uh used to doing something we expect that something to be done even though sometimes we don't do it uh we get distracted or or something you know like we go put our uh keys or uh, in a in a glass dish on, on the thing and we say oh i put a, you know i always put my keys here i don't understand what's why it didn't go there well you know you came in the door you were carrying groceries you dropped them on the counter and uh, or, or you drop them here or there, and and then they go looking for them. They find them on the on the floor or someplace. And I say, oh my God, you know what happened? It must, you know, somebody must have moved them on me, or it, but not necessarily because this is the uh, psychological aspect of it is that we are creatures of habit is one of the problems, uh, and sometimes we only see what we want to see. And the other thing, of course, is the paradola uh, aspect of that we must have order and everything, which explains a lot of the voices we hear, a lot of uh, things we see, because uh, we want an order in our brains. For, for instance, the, the most, to me, the most interesting thing is, is like if you're in bed at night and you have like a fan in the window or something and, and you have the fan running and you can hear voices that time, or you might hear music. Uh, mm. and, it, and it's not necessarily uh, there's a voice outside or a music outside. It's that your brain is hearing sound and it, it takes that sound and it puts it in an auto like, oh, it sounds like a voice. It, you know, it, I, I understand what a voice is. I, that must sort of must be a voice or, or it must mm-hmm. be music. Uh, yes. our, our brains want to work that way. So it it's it's a difficult aspect and investigating of the the paranormal is, is a very difficult task if it's done properly. Um, you know, it, will we ever have proof of the paranormal? I guess it's your definition of proof. Uh, so I don't know. Right. Uh, another thing that uh, disappeared in our house was my father passed away and mm-hmm. uh, my mother had his car keys and his wallet and mm. then they disappeared and we never found them ever again. <laughs> they ever? were yeah. gone. Yep. I, I still think they were in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I scoured that truck. Did you really? I, I did. I did. And so mm. did my sister. We took turns. Okay. And, uh, we came up empty. I still think Whatever. they were there for some reason. It's always stuck in my I, mind. Well, we'll Maybe. never know. 
No, we won't. Truck's gone. <laughs> Truck's gone. Yeah. Oh, well. So, anyway. All right. We are coming up towards the end of the show. Uh, really listen. already? Yeah. But uh, do you we have anything? We didn't get to the list. <laughs> oh, well. That's, it's, it's usual stuff. It's pretty much, I mean, the, the voices we talked a little bit about, uh, whether it, it could be something from the outside, but also how our, our brain does pareidola, uh, and, you know, creates takes noise and, and creates voices and music and stuff. Uh, as far as lights and, and running taps and faucets, we know that there are certain conditions that, um, you know, that, that'll turn themselves on. They say like, well, you know, if it's, to me, if it's, well, that's, there's a couple of aspects on that. One could be faultiness. The other one is, is, of course, back to that psychological effect where you turn the water on and, and walk out of the room and you come in and you find it on. I've done that before myself. I, I mm-hmm. thought I shut it off. And uh, once again, we get weird creatures that have it. We just think we did it and we really mm-hmm. didn't. So yeah. there are a lot of different things. And of course, uh, odd odors. Uh, another one of that is, uh, you know, dead mice, <laughs> probably the most. But you also get sweet smelling and, and, and depending on what's in your trash sometimes. <laughs> True, true. Mm. When it, when you talked about the water, I thought about the time when you had that wet spot in the middle of your bathroom for no reason. The what? The wet spot in the in your bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, that was floor. interesting. Yeah, that that one just yeah. yeah. No explanation a, for that. No explanation. No, not at all. No, but there there are. So, anyways, we are wrapping it up. Looks like we're coming on to two minutes now. So, okay. anyways, uh, Leslie, if people want to find out more about you, how can they do that? Oh, well, I have a cute little WordPress, and it's lesliemarden.com. It's L-E-S-L-E-Y-M-A-R-D-E-N.com. And mm-hmm. uh, there are some spooky photos and some uh, articles on there for for readers. Um, I also sell uh, Reiki Infused Candles on Etsy, and my uh, shop's name is Positively Brilliant. If you'd like to go on over there and get a lovely candle and have mm-hmm. some Reiki in your life, that would be wonderful. How are you? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there no. yeah. oh, and you, you can you can look it for me on Amazon.com. Um, medium rare is a firsthand uh, account of growing up experience the paranormal is my book. You can find that on Amazon. Excellent. And you can always meet uh, Leslie at uh, a lot of the events that we do um, at the, with the New England Ghost Project. She's always there helping me out. So uh, that I do yeah. appreciate. Uh, but anyway, well, Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, I, I, I ponder a lot now. And uh, I was pondering, this was the show about my pondering of ghosts and hauntings. Uh, <laughs> so that's what this show is all about. Anyways, we want to thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and my special guest, Leslie Martin, right here on Tojanet. Brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts. I think it's 286. Uh, uh, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Uh, you too can become a member for less than $3 a month. And that they help uh, produce these shows. So we do appreciate that. And we have a special feature that we've been doing on there now called uh, Did You Know That? And... Uh, we added that first one, and I'm doing a next one, another one next week. So uh, there are over 40 different videos and stuff. So thank you so much, so much for listening, and see you next week. Good night. God bless.
Bye-bye. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.